Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. It is Tuesday morning, a big Vikings win last night, so perhaps their fortunes are about to change when most people, I think including you and me, Perloff, had kind of left them for dead this season. Oh, no, no, no. Look at the tape there. Oh, I'm sorry. I left them for dead this season. Yeah, 0-3, because you were looking at Kirk Cousins as a potential Jets quarterback and not realizing that he's in the NFC North and anything could happen. It's never, it's never dead. Yeah, the Bears are bad. The Lions are really good, but they can be beat. Uh, and the Packers look really bad. So I think that's a key issue. They play the Packers this week. That will tell us everything. If they're 4-4 four and four and they have this schedule ahead of them, then, wow, this is a shocking possible playoff team. I just think, just keep Kirk Cousins forever. I mean, just <laughs> he belongs in Minnesota. Let's just have him retire a Minnesota Viking. <laughs> you know, he throws for almost 400 yards last night. They beat the San Francisco 49ers. Like, his contract's up at the end of the year. Who cares? Just wait, keep wait. him. One-year deals. Just have him be the new LeBron James. Just one-year having... deals here from here on out. I'm having trouble reading your sarcasm meter. Are no, you being sarcastic honestly, here? Are you being, is this a good idea or is this just inevitable? Listen, you're not going to win a Super Bowl, but like a lot of teams aren't going to win a Super Bowl during that time. And he, do you have a better option? Like you're, I'm watching Kirk sling this ball around last night in <laughs> prime time, which was doubly shocking that he, he really showed up. He had a great game. And it's like the Vikings are just in this really weird no man's land because they definitely need another quarterback for the future. You've got Justin Jefferson. You've got Jordan Addison was amazing last night with over 100 yards receiving, even though he had to leave the game for a long stretch in the second half with cramps. He's awesome. You have TJ Hawkinson. The tight end is He's one great. of the highest paid tight ends in the league. So you need a quarterback who can grow with these young weapons. Kirk's not that guy, but until you get that guy... I guess you keep them because you're not going to be bad enough to get a top pick. Caleb Williams is not coming to Minnesota. Yeah, but do you have a ceiling with Kirk Cousins? Yes. You're only going to get so far. So what's the point of a franchise with a ceiling? I I understand what you're saying. It's probably I like Kirk Cousins a lot, but I don't know where you're going here. Kirk Cousins and Minnesota just made for each other, apparently. Uh, we have a poll question up, EJ. This is on the 49ers side of things because Brock Purdy, uh, while good through three quarters of this game, through two interceptions to essentially seal the win for Minnesota. Yeah, so we put the poll question up here. Who do you blame for last night's Niners loss? Um, so we had Brock Purdy and the San Francisco defense. 42% say Brock Purdy. 57% say the San Francisco defense. And the defense, listen, they couldn't get Minnesota off the field yeah. on third down. The Vikings were over, what, 70% clip on third down. It was pretty much a clinic. However, Purdy, ball in his hands, game on the line, one score game. Boom. I don't Two come. O- 
I don't come away worried about Purdy at all. I do worry about you have two defensive player of the year candidates. Fred Warner couldn't find TJ Hawkinson at all. You know, the tight end is running a route now. You might want to cover him. He's about the third best tight end in the league. And then Nick Bosa, every other great defensive player gets a sack in the fourth quarter this season. Miles Garrett has like three. TJ Watt is dominating. Where was Nick Bosa last night? I, I'm a Nick Bosa fan. How come he didn't sack Kirk Cousins once? No, it was it was unusual to see the 49ers defense not come up with the big play at the end of the game because they've been so dominant. But here's the thing, you know, they're also just, they weren't playing in very close games. And yeah. so now you got two close games back-to-back weeks against the Browns and against the Vikings on the road. And it's not going to be perfect, and they couldn't find a win. And and to me, I, I do blame it on Purdy, and and I blame it a little bit on the hype around Purdy too. He deserves it because of he's because of the fact that he's a great story. He's a very good quarterback. But I always thought the MVP discussion around him was not doing him any favors because this is kind of who he is. He's not going to elevate your team over you know uh, on the road in a one score game like that's just not who he is right now so mm. to say he's the mvp i thought was just way too premature i understand what you're saying but this is a case of putting too much attention on the quarterback there was two massive massive mistakes one fireball almost so christian mccaffrey's fumbled the 11 yard line that's a loser play from a running back and mccaffrey knew it he took all the blame after the game yep. how the niners let the vikings score at the end of the half Ooh. Yeah. That was really bad. So they called an all-out blitz with about eight seconds left in the game for no reason because all they have to do is have the Vikings catch the ball and they have no time to run another play. Instead, our guy Jordan Addison rips the ball out of Ward's hands and runs for a touchdown. What were the Niners doing there? I think any other team, if it wasn't a great defense, they'd be like, well, this defensive coordinator is an idiot. That was a terrible, terrible strategy at the end of the half, and that really was a huge part of the game. Uh, let's hear from Brock Purdy. Can we Pete, uh, cut 10 on losing two in a row? And he credits the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. Um, you know, two in a row. Um, it's the NFL. You know, every team is good. It doesn't matter who you're going against, what the record is or anything like that. We didn't come into the week taking this team lightly. We knew it was going to be a hostile environment. It was going to be a great challenge. Our defense was really good. Um, Kirk Cousins is really good. So it's like, you know, for us, we came in with the right mindset. We just got to execute better. But for me, and you know, Second one in a row hurts, obviously, but we just got to be better and um, got a big one ahead this week, too. Yeah, and the big one ahead is going to be welcoming the Cincinnati Bengals, who are coming off their bye. Their defense just put together their best game of the season before their bye against the Seattle Seahawks, and Joe Burrow looks like he's healthy. Yeah, I mean, if Kirk Cousins can do that to the Niners' defense, what can Joe Burrow do? I, I think the Niners' defense is going to look at this tape and say this is completely unacceptable and play better. I have to imagine... What, what were we seeing in the beginning part of the year? What was that game against the Cowboys? Who, where was that defense? Uh, let's also hear from Kyle Shanahan, can we, about the Niners just having too many turnovers. Oh, uh, yeah, I was real disappointed that we couldn't get them off the field. I mean, they had one punt today. We had one punt. Um, they had one turnover. We had three turnovers. Um, so I think when both teams only punt once, uh, it looks like it's going to be a shootout. But, um, you know, we ended up turning over two more times than them, and it was a five-point game, so almost as simple as that yeah and it could have actually been a a second fumble where Brock Purdy's like shin has like a blade of grass on it and they called it an incomplete pass but that I caught a a grounding a grounding part of me but that would have been a fumble too no 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 that was a pass there there was no scenario where that could have been a fumble Uh, Brock Purdy threw the ball watch it again that's what they originally called it on the field though but they they messed it up so the, the option was is it grounding or is it down there's no way that could have been a fumble in my I mean yeah I was 
watching the Manning cast at that, and they're Brock Purdy super fans, and they're like, there's no way that's a fumble. Regardless, though, I, I think the fact that the Vikings only punted once is such an m- amazing story. Kirk Cousins can't play at night. You force one punt the yeah. entire game? How does that possibly happen? I think the Niners' defense is in disarray right now. This is this might be the most shocking one-sided. The, if you look at one unit, a letdown of the whole season, I think this is it. I well, mean, what can you can you explain how Kirk Cousins throws for almost 400 yards? He hasn't done that all season. Well, no, but Kirk always has some big numbers. Like, at night? <laughs> that's all that, <laughs> Yeah, maybe he changes routine or something. I'm not sure. It's <laughs> like getting an extra nap in. As, as people now who do a morning show, I've realized the power of a nap. I wasn't sold that naps can change your life, yeah. and now I know they can. Justin Jefferson was on the sideline. Yeah, he was. Uh, they can't. Vikings all season long, the storyline is they can't run the ball, can't run the ball. Alexander Madison on the first play runs for 15 yards. This was such a surprising letdown by the defense to me, not on Brock Purdy. I understand you're putting it on Purdy. I I get it. Quarterbacks get a lot of blame, but this defense let them down. Well, they also got some really advantageous field position Purdy did to try to go down to the, you know, score that would have been go-ahead because the Vikings field goal kicker missed a, was it 50, about a 50-yarder? 50-yarder. But 50 yards inside. Yeah, he different. just hit a 54. Yeah. So give it back to him, I think, at the 40. Whatever. I think, I think also, talking about the 49ers defense, uh, yeah. uh, Nick, uh, excuse me, uh, Perloff mentioned Nick Bosa. He said after the game to David Lombardi um, that there were definitely opportunities there. I could have changed the game. I need to do that with the kind of player I'm supposed to be. So clearly, like, it. Bosa and that Niners defense kind of knew that they didn't show up last night. 855-212-4CBS. You can call us up. Talk about the 49ers. Who do you put it on, Brock Purdy or the defense? You can also vote at Maggie and Pearl on Twitter. Okay, we're getting some details now, more details, about the scandal, the sign-stealing scandal from the University of Michigan. So you guys will remember this was Connor Stallions, all-time great name. He was a former captain in the Marines who was employed by the team. He's since been suspended with pay. It looks like he purchased tickets to 30 games at 11 different schools Huge over the fan. course of three years. Yeah, I also, The man loves college football, Maggie. Can you blame him? Well, <laughs> we all do. I mean, the funny part is, not funny, but there there is a significant paper trail here for all of the tickets that he purchased under his own name. But these sometimes are tickets that were right on the 45-yard line on both sides of the stadium. Yeah. So the question is, for somebody who makes $55,000 a year, how did he afford all these premium tickets to all these incredible college football games that he was buying on the secondary market? Like, he was buying them on StubHub and SeatGeek. These are not going to be cheap tickets. How could he have afforded this? We don't know who paid for those tickets. Maybe he's independently wealthy. Oh, come on. All right. <laughs> I hear what you're saying, but, yeah, we. I think we know who paid for them. Yes, I think we I know. think he wears khakis that are pleated <laughs> down the middle. I think this came right out of the Harbaugh slash right. No, somebody at Michigan, this is so obvious that they did it, right? Is there any doubt in your mind? Is Michigan even trying to fight this? Because the evidence has mounted up. Feels like everybody knew this was happening and everybody has the goods. So according to ESPN, there is video evidence of electronics that are prohibited by the NCAA. So recording 
sidelines and that video evidence is going to be coming out very soon so it looks like we have our smoking gun too also there's in the report that it's not always him there are other people sitting in his seat right yes, he's like farming this out at some points to third parties so he was forwarding the tickets to other people now i don't know if those people were necessarily videotaping i think maybe they were also or he was just buying tickets and giving them away from the kind of his heart i don't know by the way we're making this sound like a high-tech affair <laughs> you know, with his yeah, <laughs> going to the 45-yard line and just putting your iPhone up to watch the other team put in science. Half of this stuff's on TV. It is amazing. I love this scandal because it's so stupid. It is just so dumb, just like Spygate and Deflategate, and the details are wonderful. Guy named Connor Stallions getting tickets everywhere. You bring up a great point. Like, who paid for these? Yeah, I, I think this is a classic scandal in the sense that no one really got hurt. There was a lot of stupid things being said. But it is going to stick to this team in a major, major way. I'm seeing them linked to the Astros and the Red, uh, and I'm sorry, and the Patriots again and again and again. And that's not going anywhere. These details just sort of cement their status as cheaters. Well, and the other part too, and I know there's a lot of reasons for this, but I mean, the last three years, which is when Connor Stallions started buying tickets and going to scout future opponents of Michigan, has also coincided with Michigan becoming like close to unbeatable, if not purely unbeatable in the Big Ten. So okay, that a causation that. correlation there, but there, you can see that the Wolverines were struggling to the point where Jim Har- Harbaugh had to take a pay cut, and now over the past three years, they've been a juggernaut, even more than they were before. Okay. I, I won't go there. See, I won't go there. You can see where people would say, wow, you're, hmm, what, hmm, what, so, what changed here? Okay, is sign stealing really that effective in college football when uh, teams all over the country go up and they put up a sign with, like, Pat Sajak, Donald Duck, and, yeah, like, an anvil? Yeah, like, is it that hard to figure out what that play means? Like, the other teams should be changing their signs. If not, then there's a problem. And uh, you think about Michigan beating Ohio State. It's been they wear them down and kill them in the second half. I think sign stealing would be something that you would jump on immediately. That's not really been the way those games have played out. I don't know. Last year, remember Ohio State's offense was terrible in that game. Was it last year where yeah. Stroud started off really hot? and then the Or was that two years that ago? That was two years ago. Remember last year, they were bad. Yeah, but now look at Ohio State's offense. It's bad. It's not so good, right, right. Yeah, but Stroud is great in the NFL. So, and he was great in the game against Georgia in the college football playoff. I, I'm not going to put the success on sign stealing, which is, by the way, not illegal as well. Well, what he's doing was illegal, though. So you can't travel to games if you're part of the, you're know, on the payroll at Michigan, which he definitely was, to go and scout future opponents. Right, That's but, off the tip. But how stupid are teams if they don't know that everybody's watching their signs? I'm just saying. These signs are not hidden. Like, they're not like the coach on TV who's hiding his mouth so he can say something. They're out in the open. They're calling signs. There's no, by the way, there were, there's no headset. They're not calling right. plays. So they have to signal in the signs. That's changing quickly because of the scandal. That will, but at the same time, like, I get you're like, why don't they just change the plays every single week? It's also college kids. Like, no, they do change the plays every single week okay. because they know this. I mean, when you hold up that board with four pictures, it's not hard to figure out what the, okay. the signs are. So here's a question. If this wasn't working, right, if they were getting no tangible benefit from this dude, Connor Stallions, going to all these games, why did it continue for three years? And up no, until it, last weekend, yeah. he was supposed to be at the game last weekend, Ohio State and Penn State. He had purchased two tickets, both sides of the 45-yard line, and the dude no-showed. No, it was definitely working, but yeah. this is uh, picking off the other team's signs is happening all over the country. I mean, 
you think how maybe did it illegally, but obviously you're studying the signs a hundred percent of the time. You think there's no, you think when no, they, you're saying they change they spread them every off, week anyway, they change so. them every week because these spread offenses have to signal in signs. Of course they're going to change. Okay, them. but if they're changing them every week, then how is this skin? How is this working? I, they're picking the up tendencies. Though, they're picking up. Ten, they're charting it and picking up tendencies. I'm sure. Yeah, but you can do that from the all twenty-two. I can't imagine that Michigan. I know this is a place that is printing money, but yeah. I can't imagine that this was something that was futile. That it doesn't matter. That signs are getting changed every week, and that him going there and recording these videos essentially give them nothing. Like I can't imagine they would be sending him to do this, or he will be going to do this. For no reason. Yeah, because right. why break the rule? You know you're breaking the rules. Right, exactly. So you know when you get caught, it's going to be embarrassing. Yeah, if this blah, is just blah. something for like a for like something that's not really going to be all that helpful. Then why do you do this every week? Definitely effective, but I can't go as far to say Michigan's success over the last three years is because of this. I, I don't buy that of, at all. It could be enhanced by just like Spygate, enhanced by, not because of, enhanced by. Well, okay, but this year they have NFL players all up and down their roster. They're really good. A, they played nobody, but I think it's because they're an incredibly talented team. So, yes, I will I will not disagree with you. Like, they wouldn't do it if it wasn't effective, but I think that's an overstep to say that they're an awesome team because of this. I think it's all different things, right? It's a million different things go into winning a football game, and this is definitely has to be considered one of them that gave them an advantage. 855 212 for CBS, we've been talking about Michigan. Yeah. You're welcome to weigh in on that. We've also been talking about the 49ers. I'm sorry. They're about to thump Penn State and Ohio State without this, and then we'll see. No, but they've already been scouting. See, it's all tainted Yeah, but now, now Ohio State knows to change its plays, and so does Penn State. I know, but according way, to you, they would have done it anyway. I think they would have. I hope they would have, but this Michigan team is very good, and they are going to do really well with or without this uh, guy in the stands. But even youth believe they would have an asterisk on this. If they win the title this year, it's an asterisk. Yeah, I mean, I, they first of all, they should have picked a guy with a more normal name, like Bill, Bill. Brown or something. <laughs> you throw it, like, it's like the deflator, basically define the deflate gate, yeah. spy gate. Uh, I don't know what the defining characteristic there was, but Eric he, Mangini. there's just too many juicy details. They will get the cheater asterisk, but they're still a really good team. Why? I don't think that they're going to fall off at all here because they're set up for such success this season. I think Jim Harbaugh is going to be gone after this year, though. The, count them up. This is like one, two, three scandals in less than a calendar year. None yeah. of them are big. None of them are like Michigan State style. Didn't he? Is it, still. isn't there a lot of talk he's getting a huge extension? I, if I were him, I'd be gone. Uh, enough of this with the NCAA breathing down your neck. Or just you know, stop breaking the rules. We've also been talking about the 49ers. Leland is in Sacramento. Leland, who are you blaming for the Niners' loss to the Vikings last night? Hey, good morning, Maggie, Andrew. Enjoying the, enjoying the talk this morning. But uh, I'm blaming the 49ers. And I'm blaming the defense and a couple things that I haven't heard discussed yet. Kind of a, a principle back when, you know, when I played football was that success rises and falls on leadership. And another principle is you can't play better than you're coached. Hmm. You think uh, Kyle yeah. Shanahan deserves some criticism or Steve Wilkes, the defensive coordinator? Absolutely. I think, oh. you know, Kyle Shanahan, obviously he's a, he's a Jedi master when it comes to offense and scheming. But last night, I saw the defensive line just charge straight ahead, straight ahead, straight ahead. They never touched Kirk Cousins. They yeah. never pressured him. He just, like, sat back in the pocket, pocket pass all night long. I got to blame the D-line and the defense and ultimately, sorry, Steve Wilkes and his schemes. Leland, I, I think they're getting a lot of criticism today, and thank you so much for the phone call, the yeah. compliment. I, I mean, mean, Kirk had... 
Kirk had a lot of time, and they were unstoppable on third down last night. I mean, a pretty good coach left the building, and D'Amico Ryans. I think maybe you felt that last night. Uh, you know, great teams lose their coordinators, and sometimes it doesn't matter. I'm starting to wonder maybe this one hurts because that's a great point. There wasn't a lot of stunts going on. Basically, it was pretty simple. Kirk did get hit once in a while, but he he, he held the ball a long time. I don't know how he stood in there sometimes. He made an accurate pass as he was about to get hit often, which was really admirable. But something something was off last night. This, this Niners defense, to have no sacks, that is, that's a shocking stat to me. Uh, you can go vote at our poll, at Maggie and Pearl on Twitter. Who is to blame for last night's loss for the 49ers? Is it Purdy? Is it the defense? I mean, of course, we're crediting the Vikings as well, you know? Came to play. Offense. Yeah. Really good, even without Jordan Jefferson. So... We're giving Minnesota some love, too, and we'll give them a little bit more coming up in just a little bit because Perloff's got a big prediction for how the rest of the season is going to go for the Vikings, but also coming up, which NFL quarterback is at a major crossroads? We'll get to that. Don't move. It's Maggie. It's Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Still trying to figure out what happened last night. Kirk Cousins winning a night. Up is down. Dogs and cats living together. It makes (laughs) no sense that Kirk Cousins torched the Niners last night, but this is a... Huge game, so now maybe the Vikings are out of the tankathon. No Caleb Williams, but there's a lot of teams. If you look around the league, who have young quarterbacks that may or may not be working out. So I think a lot of teams are saying, "Okay, the Vikings aren't going for Caleb Williams. Yeah, maybe we should go for Caleb Williams." Feels like we're at a linchpin here for a lot of teams who don't know what they have a quarterback. Yeah, it's a great point. We'll play a little game called Are We In or Are We Out on some of these young QBs. Now, not all of them might be able to tank to get as high as number one, but should they be looking at quarterbacks? Wait, you might have six quarterbacks in the first round. You have a lot of quarterback. You might not. We always say that. Oh, just wait. This this is going to be a quarterback stacked. Yeah, but we say last year was supposed to be the quarterback year and it just didn't happen. There were three in the first round, so you three never the know. first four picks. I mean, that's pretty three, good. Yeah, but we're talking this year. People are like six to eight in the first round. That sometimes works out, sometimes doesn't. I mean, we're not sure. But regardless, there are a lot of teams who are struggling right now that have to be scouting everybody. All right, EJ is going to throw out a quarterback. Perloff and I will tell you whether or not we're in or are we out. All right, so let's begin here. We're going to start with in Green Bay. Team that's struggling, a guy with a lot of expectations. Jordan Love, yep. are you in or are you out? I am officially scouting quarterbacks for next year. And here's why Jordan Love already took like a short term deal. So you basically have him for this year and for next year, right? Right. For not that much money. For not that much money. So while I have that, this is the Green Bay way. Like you got to have another quarterback behind your quarterback or else something's off in the matrix. And it doesn't look like Jordan Love, listen, a lot of season to go. But I would be looking out for my next quarterback, and maybe he sits behind Jordan Love for a year while Love is not expensive. There are a lot of weird things going on there. First of all, Jordan Love is the worst quarterback in the league in the first half, is top five in the league in the second half. Is usually flipped for young quarterbacks. His DVOA, you know, his analytics are incredible in the second half. So something is wrong with the play calling there. That is 100% on the coaching. How can you be so good in the first half? I mean, in the second half, it's so bad in the first half because they're so conservative. The team around Jordan Love is terrible. And that's why Aaron Rodgers wanted to get out of there. You saw the, the interceptions at the end of the game last week. Did Romeo Dobbs make any kind of play on that ball at all? They are so young. They have no idea what they're doing. But I'm also out because I don't think they're, I think they're going to be a really bad team this year. And 
If they're 5-12, and 12, how can you stick with Jordan Love? You have to bring in another player. Wait, what about your Love Hurts you've I love been talking Love. about? Love has been disappointing to me from day one of the season. He's It's just not – the ball is so pretty. He throws such a nice spiral every play, but he's not quite seeing the field that I the way I want him to see it. EJ, who's next? All right, let's go down to the nation's capital. We're going to talk about Sam Howell yeah. for the commanders. Are you in or are you out? I'm out. So I, he's uh, he's getting a lot of praise, and he is playing well. This is going to be a complete new restart next year. Ron Rivera has to go. We've and, been saying that for a long time. <laughs> no, uh, this is it. No, this <laughs> no is guys, it. we're serious now, so, for real, for real. You're going to start with a new coach. You're going to bring an offensive coach in there, not Ron Rivera. And I think that offensive coach has to start with a new quarterback. I don't want to see Sam Howell in this situation. I think Sam Howell is a classic sort of tweener between a starter and a backup. He's probably going to win some games somewhere. He's like one of my guys, basically. Yes, yes he's a he's a high end backup player. I don't think you're going to build around him. So if you're Washington, you got to say this is enough of this. We have to build a champion, and that means drafting a guy next year and doing the rookie salary cap thing and being good. And it's not Sam Howell. Yeah, as Jonathan Allen said, I'm sick of this bleep and then <laughs> yeah. fifty more bleeps. Uh, yeah. And and I get it because we're all kind of sick of it. It is a it's a it's a team that's in neutral, which is weird because they have so much talent. And that's why I'm I'm out on Sam Howell. I agree with you, more of a high-end backup. I guess I understand why they rolled the dice with him this year to see what they have. But this is pretty good here for Washington. Your offensive line, he gets sacked all the time. So obviously they need to be better, but it's not the worst I've ever seen. And you got Terry McLaurin, and you have Jahan Dotson, and you have a good running game. Like, Yo, Dotson's been terrible. He's been terrible this year, but... Is he terrible? He was great last year, so I can't totally write him off. I just think most quarterbacks, like, this is a a good amount of weapons and a good amount, uh, you know, that you have in front of you, and you're not doing a ton with it. So I'm out. Okay. All right, let's go down to the A. What about Desmond Ritter of the Falcons? Are you in or are you out? Oh, this one kills me. It's a really stand for this guy during the whole draft process, the Cincinnati (laughs) story. I loved it. But what was it, another three turnovers in last week's game? I mean, I I just I think that the Desmond Ritter experiment is over. Where Proloff and I might disagree on this one is you think that Arthur Smith is on the hot seat. I think they keep him and let him pick another quarterback, but I see what you're saying. Now so Ritter is picking up some steam as a guy now. People are into Ritter. I don't get it. L- yeah, you know, last week he's a terrible game. Well, he was actually really good in that game. The fumble at the end the the Atlanta found ways to keep the other team in the game. Basically they were up. I think they were up. It was 10-10. He was running yeah. in the end zone. And he fumbled at the one-yard line. Ritter did. He was the better quarterback on the field by a mile. So there are signs of improvement. Uh, but I three fumbles. Yeah, but he was he he was kind of dominating the game. They were moving the ball all over the field. His yards are way up right now. All of a sudden, he is he's showing he can produce a little bit. He's having three hundred yard games. There's something going on. He's kind of getting hot. I'm telling you, there are people who are, who are saying hmm, maybe this guy can throw a pretty pass. But I agree with you. You have so much talent around them. I would bring in an old quarterback to be with all those young guys. Mm, Kirk oh, maybe. I know. <laughs> no, Kirk Cousins is staying in Minnesota ah. forever. He's locked there. <laughs> they, he goes to the airport, and they're like, sorry, no planes out of here. Can you give me an Aaron Rodgers type but a healthy Aaron Rodgers? Because if you had a real Cadillac at quarterback, man, that team could be good.
I don't have anyone for you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have another Aaron Rodgers for you. Can you give me Tom Brady going from New England to Tampa Bay? <laughs> Uh, you know, they wanted to sign to, uh, Deshaun Watson, who they should have signed was Lamar Jackson. Yeah. That that's, They had a shot at an Aaron Rodgers-type player, and they blew it. Totally. Last one, EJ. I think they should have went to Lamar, by the way. Also, yeah. uh, uh, last one here, going to Cleveland. So a little bit of a, of a difference one here. Uh, Deshaun Watson, in or out <laughs> on that situation? I am fully in, and I'll tell you why. Because you have no choice, Maggie. I don't want to hear it. You signed the dude for $230 million. This isn't Desmond Ritter. This isn't Sam Howell. Yeah, it's been awful. I mean, it hasn't just been bad. It's been terrible. Yeah. But you're four and two. And I've got to tell you right now, even when he's in there, he, he does not look good. He's going to find a way to win you games because the defense will win. And Deshaun Watson is, he's not a dumb quarterback. He knows how to play conservatively. I, I think this is actually going to work out in despite Deshaun Watson playing terribly. Is that is that really okay. not the spirit of this game? He's yeah. been awful, but it is ironically going to work out to some extent in Cleveland. Well, the question isn't are the Browns in or out. It's are you and I in or out. And you could still be in. I'm out. I, listen, it's not even the off-the-field stuff is always going to be there. You have to couch it and caveat that stuff. He's just been bad. I mean, this is not who you signed up for when you traded three first-round picks and gave him the largest contract ever. I mean, forgive me if I want to see it look a little better. First, can I see him on the field a little more? And then second, that that might not be his fault. But then secondly, when he is on the field, can I see him look better than a high-end backup? So, to me... I mean, he's 3-1 and one as a starter, Maggie. That doesn't lie. I mean, yes, he was 1-5 for five and for no yards in one of those starts. <laughs> Dude, 3-1. Yeah, it's he's like just, because uh, Miles Garrett blocked a field goal and like did everything possible to win that game. Winning is a quarterback stat. I... It's just a low bar for what you have to do a quarterback in that spot. So the funny thing is, as terrible as that contract was, as awful as that trade was, if he gets to the playoffs, I feel like Cleveland fans are not going to be mad. Okay, did you guys notice this uh, during the game? There was so much to get to yesterday. This one fell through the cracks. But So Deshaun was in the game before he got knocked out. So he's on the yeah. sideline. The game's in Indianapolis. And he was, like, wearing the big coat. Oh, interesting. I did not notice that. Like, he looked cold. Well, and I'm wondering, like, is that when your sweat dries on you and you you kind of been working out and then your sweat dries and you're just sort of cold? Maybe, yeah. Maybe drank a lot of cold water. You ever do that and that makes you cold and as well? And then you do, like, a big coat? <laughs> well, EJ and I were wondering how that dude cleared concussion protocol. No idea. His how. head bounced off the the turf like a basketball. <sighs> I have no... That was a terrible hit. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes it's like I want to believe that these independent neuro people are... <laughs> They have to be doing their jobs. I'm right. not going to call them out. But, yeah, like, how does someone pass? Con- well, well okay. because I was wondering, is is a sign of a concussion being cold? I have no idea because oh, he didn't. True? Actually, he was smiling. He looked great. No, I don't know if it's yeah. true. But I'm saying, uh, baby, that I can't believe that he cleared the concussion protocol at all. Uh, your, I love your issue is, why is that dude wearing a coat inside? Yeah, it's a little weird. How about the sunglasses? How about the sunglasses inside last night with Debo and Justin Jefferson with a sunglass off? I think they both both pairs of sunglasses were a thousand dollars each. Oh, I'm sure. I will say though, I feel like, and I've worn, I've been in baseball stadiums during night games where the lights are bright, and maybe I went to the game and it was dusk. Like I don't like immediately have to take my sunglasses off. Like it's really bright in a stadium. Like I'm okay with stadium lights. You being in a stadium saying, yeah. okay, I'm gonna keep the sunglasses on. I think that that's no problem. You have sensitive eyes. Get out exactly. of here. 
Yeah. No, they were trying to look cool. No, I mean, no, they were trying to look cool. I'm saying, though, I don't think it's, like, so egregious where you're going into a dark restaurant. Sometimes people are wearing sunglasses yeah. Yeah, or right. places where, well, like, a Russell stadium Wilson, is extremely bright, way more brighter than most indoor places. It was Russell Wilson and Ciara at the U.S. Open, both oh. wearing sunglasses at night. And I was like, eh. Uh, yeah, I'm giving them a pass. The, the, the lights at uh, Arthur Ashe Stadium, they get kind of bright. <laughs> they're, they're I, I'm reflecting giving... Reflecting off the tennis court. Ciara, <laughs> full pass. Russell Wilson, no. <laughs> I think if you're in the entertainment industry, you can do it. Yeah. If you're an athlete, oh, I don't love it. Uh, Bogus is here. Headlines. Uh, if it wasn't for the Phillies being on the cusp of another World Series, this would be the best story in sports right now. The Rangers... And now the Vikings fueling that Creed renaissance. Kirk Cousins told us last night that Heyer was playing loudly in the pregame locker room. We go to pray in the corner of the locker room with any guys that want to pray. And, and we go prayer you know, over here. And so we had to turn the Creed off. And Harrison Smith made a great point. He said, guys, this is the prayer. And I thought, that's, that's pretty good. So, uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep playing. But they keep playing higher. And I'm going, Creed has a, a lot of hits. They got a good catalog. They have to only play higher. But... They're taking us higher, so we'll take it. Uh, God is yet to (laughs) confirm if Creed is official gospel music, but I'm going to go with Kirk for now. Cousins throwing for 378, a pair of scores to Jordan Addison. Thanks to that inspiration, safety Cameron Bynum picked off Brock Purdy twice in the final five and a half minutes to seal a 22-17 stunner over the Niners on Monday Night Football. You like that? Here's Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell. Tonight is about these players. Um, I just can't say enough. Nothing's ever going to be an excuse around here. It's We're gifted with another opportunity in front of our fans, getting our first home win, long overdue, and uh, hopefully we can build on this. Uh, like the coach said, this was their first home win of the season. They were also 0-4 in one-score games after winning 11 of them last season. He is the nicest coach in the NFL. Now, I, I met the him. nicest QB. Met him twice, Kevin O'Connell. Yeah. Uh, but is there a more positive vibe on a sideline, win or lose? That guy's just sort of smiling, supporting players. Have you ever seen him yell at anybody? No, but I was saying with all the, you know, talk about a higher power, he must have been thanking one when he decided to punt the ball on fourth and four <laughs> because that really could have come back to bite him if oh, it went in the end zone. Didn't, yeah. didn't throw an interception in the next drive. Yeah, I, I like the vibe the Vikings got going. I mean, they are just, uh, you know, remember last year they were on the plane dressing up Kirk Cousins. Kirk O'Chain. Now, now they're in the corner praying to Creed. <laughs> it's a real wild <laughs> swing. This is just an oddball football team. Do you see Justin Jefferson last night in the postgame interview went and put the top 10, like yeah. Sports Center top 10 logo no. chain around Kirk Cousins' neck? And Kirk goes, goes oh here we go again <laughs> yeah <laughs> and what's weird though was that he was giving it to cousins but like what did cousins do that was a top 10 play he should have gave it to jordan addison <laughs> yeah, right. i know cousins was getting the interview oh, but addison has got addison the one who made the catch that went in, and then went into the end zone after ripping it from homeboy like i mean okay you want to big up your quarterback i get it he's on camera but That's that change right. should have definitely went to jordan addison no listen i mean justin jefferson wanted to get a little camera time with miss lisa there you go yeah and and ESPN. I think, too, there's a history of giving the chain to Kirk, right? Like, there's also no there's rules that. with the sports that are top 10 chain. It can go it to whoever wants. Wait, wait, wait. It's I, a, sport, it's a top 10 chain. I'm totally go- So what is the sports center top 10 chain? This is a thing? The, yeah, they yeah. give out the top 10 chain for when guys make plays that they are Every gonna, game? Every uh, Monday I mean, night I'm, game? I'm, I'm Probably not when every they lose. Monday night game. Because I think I've seen it in other sports, too. Oh. But, like, I think it's ESPN games. And... They gave it to Kirk Cousins, and I was like, 
I mean, I don't know. He had a great game. I don't know what play he made that's Sports Center top ten worthy. <laughs> I know you oh, already spent made way several. too much brain no, no, power no. and emotion on oh. this. This is a born producer right here. It's <laughs> yeah, just exactly. Like, he's like, I don't know, guys. I don't have a highlight package ready for Kirk Cousins. <laughs> you know, see, there's a chain on the TV right there. Yeah. Perloff, you see it? It's beautiful. Wow, that is a nice chain. Yeah. But you, you know top ten plays. It's usually like a college soccer goal is number yeah. three. <laughs> so I don't think there's a lot of science here, EJ. It is true. All of a sudden, we go to the third-tier soccer in Czechoslovakia. Oh, they love. Oh, look at, Czech Republic. look at him bending this penalty kick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Rangers, meanwhile, still belting out Creed because they're the AL champs. Steamrolling their way through Game 7 in Houston. Here comes Brown. And that ball was hit high and deep down the right field line. Tucker looking. It is gone! Inside the right field foul pole. An opposite field home run for Adolis Garcia. The home run streak stretches to four. The yeah. Rangers lead four to one. <laughs> That's from Rangers Radio. Garcia, two homers, five RBI last night. As you heard, it's a four-game homer streak for him and a postseason record 15 RBI in this series. Texas with an 11-4 win, outscoring the Astros 26 over the last two games to reach the Fall Classic for the first time in a dozen years. Now they wait on the Phillies and Diamondbacks. They've got a Game 7 in Philly tonight thanks to Arizona's 5-1 win there yesterday. Cattell Marte drove in two, while the bullpen didn't allow a runner to second base over four innings. As we said last hour, this will be the first Game 7 in Phillies history. The D-backs have played one before. That was the Luis Gonzalez game against the Yankees. Giannis quieting some Bucks fears for now, agreeing to a three-year, $186 million extension yesterday. That deal now in line with Damian Lillard. Draymond Green will miss tonight's opener with the Sun, still recovering from the left ankle sprain he suffered in a pickup game right before training camp opened. Green did practice and play in a team scrimmage yesterday, so he sounds close to getting back on the floor. Uh, and sadly, just one hockey game last night. The Canadiens, a 3-1 win in Buffalo. <laughs> sadly? Sadly. Well, we don't get our sexually suggested yeah, yeah, hockey. Yeah, sadly, because you yeah. couldn't get the sound you wanted. No Connor Bedard. So uh, one, only one hockey game. That's not a good Monday night. Maggie gave me a sideways look when I came in talking about Bedard's goal in his home opener. Oh, sweet. <laughs> I'm just wondering how long you're going to be able to stay on this Bedard bandwagon. November 1st. Yeah, because Perloff's just known <laughs> for bandwagoning. So someone else is going to become the flavor of the month, and then he's going to be on theirs. You can't take Wimby because, you know, you're yeah. going to have to take a long drive. I know. Soon. I want to. Trust mm-hmm. me. I really want to. But I'm all about Scoot Henderson now. Well, you have to be. Because you've made your bet here with our yeah. show bet that if Wemby wins MVP, or excuse me, Rookie of the Year, you have to drive to San Antonio to apologize. I have to be honest. I'm banking on that 65-game limit. That To win an NBA award, you need to play 65 games. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So they you're rooting for an injury. No, I just think Pop is going to rest him a lot. I think no, something no. minor. I don't think he's rested 17 ankle. times. A turn ankle. The dude's 7'5". How are those ankles going to support that? So again, you're hoping for physical failure. A minor, just just minor physical injury. Oh, I, so not long term, just no, 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 just, no, just something, something for him not to do something historic like winning. You know, yeah. I want to see him That's play cool. sixty four games and then be awesome, but lose it to Scoot Henderson. His dreams get crushed. Yeah, Perlum wants some day to day, not DNPs. Right, but maybe a week also to some week. DNPs. Yeah, but Maggie, you're the one who said Popovich is definitely going to play it slow with this dude. Well. Listen, he's basically the creator of load management. Yes. But that was for Tim Duncan, who was on like his last leg. <laughs> I think for these young guys, they're probably going to play. And I'm also just really hoping they play. 
Yeah. Because I'd love to see you drive into San Antonio to apologize. Hmm. We'll see. And especially now that I'm not invited. It's a long season. No, so it's going to be me and Bogish back here holding down this part of the studio with EJ and Pete on the other side of the glass. And I can't wait to get for you to get to that breakfast place and it be closed. <laughs> <laughs> the, the breakfast Honestly. tacos in San Antonio. Every time we talk about this bet, I get hungry. These oh, breakfast tacos breakfast. are so good that I understand why everybody wants to come with me. Except you, Matt, who hates car rides. No, I don't like to drive, you know, to work every day, let alone to go on a 27-hour road trip. No thanks. Uh, okay, 855-212-4CBS. Thank you, Bogish. Coming up, uh, one of the greatest of all times got a new goal in life. So what is it? We'll fill you in next. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, sports Radio. New morning show here on CBS Sports Radio. So the NBA season tips off tonight. You got the Lakers and the Nuggets first, then Suns and Warriors. But of course, LeBron has to start the season year 21 for him off with some kind of talking point. <laughs> yeah, of course. So it can't just be about the basketball at this point because it's got to be about so much more, whether it's individual milestones or whatever it's going to be. Co- you know, the, the latest, of course, is playing alongside Bronny James. Now, Bronny, of course, had a heart condition that was quite serious, that he's recovered from. He's expected to play at USC this season. But yesterday, uh, the headphone company Beats put out a commercial with LeBron James and Victor Hovland. Same, same. And Savannah James uh, is voicing a lot of the... Yeah, I'm, I'm just The kidding. Norwegian golfer? No, no, sorry, not <laughs> Victor Hovland. Uh, the soccer player, Victor... Oh, the... Holland, oh, thank the, you. It's the, the blonde double A. The blonde, yes. Even he's surprising. What's he doing at this Erling commercial? Erling Holland. Yes. What's his name? Erling. Erling yeah, yeah. Holland. Where did I get Victor? Well, anyway. Victor Holland is actually a really, Wimby. really good young <laughs> golfer. I just butchered that whole thing. Anyway, it's LeBron <laughs> with a young Viking soccer player who, and they're saying like how LeBron has pressure and the young guy has pressure for two totally different reasons. Got it. Right. Okay. Or they're, and they're being doubted by people for two. Different, I can totally see why you would mess that up because that makes no sense, yeah. but keep going. It's a stretch. Whatever. They got two people, two famous athletes in a commercial. So. LeBron is there, and it's about Savannah kind of writing this love letter to him. And for the soccer player, it's the father doing the voiceover. And Savannah 
makes a mention of how you want to play with Bronny, but then also says, and then do it again, and then up comes a picture of Bryce, who's 16. So here's what it sounded like. Tell them you're not done until you play with your son. Then do that again. Okay, so when she says again, that's when 16-year-old Bryce's face now comes on the screen. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. How long does LeBron actually want to play here? They were sort of sending this coded message through this headphone commercial. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing coded about that. That seems like they're sending the message that LeBron is going to play with Bronny. Uh, I was wondering, and Bryce, is he going to be the first grandfather and grandkid combo (laughs) in NBA history? Because I see no sign of him wanting to quit at any point. I was going to say, would the WNBA make an exception so when his daughter becomes eligible to play in the WNBA, somehow LeBron can play (laughs) beside her as well? I mean, listen, we know the only other thing he can do is analyze NFL games. The guy can play basketball and he can analyze NFL games. What's he going to do with his time? I mean, the football season's only in the fall, Maggie, so maybe he plays after the Super Bowl. Yeah, this is crazy. I I am now – I thought I we were going to do NBA hot takes later in the show. I was thinking about doing this is LeBron's last season, but I, I don't think so. And I, I know it's just a commercial, Maggie, but – that's his wife saying that. No, well, I mean, it's a voiceover. They're trying to sell, you know, they're trying to move merch here, move product with the headphones. But <laughs> here's the thing, right? Let's talk about this. And I'm going to knock on wood here because I don't want to see this happen. But unless LeBron does sustain a really significant injury, what's to keep him from just going on and continuing on? Like, we're wondering, oh, is this the last year or two or three Dude, he could be like a Vince Carter situation, oh, Andre Iguodala. Like, he can't. He's in year 21, and so far his body has not betrayed him. Vince Carter was a guy who scored 26 points a game in his prime and scored six points a game at the end. LeBron cannot do that He's because of his status. But he can never not? be a role player. Why not? Like, if, he, if his body – so right now he's still a top player in the league. They went to the Western Conference Finals last year, the Lakers did. Like, if he can just keep going, I'm not saying he's going to play with Bryce, but – if his body keeps holding up, where's he going to go? He has no excuse not to play. No, no, no. He can't do what the, uh, Iguodala and Vince Carter did. Vince Carter, his last six years, he averaged no, his highest average was 8.0 points per game. LeBron cannot be that guy because he's LeBron. Okay, but he's right on now, the Mount even, Rushmore. It's even, impossible to do. We're not even close to that right now. Like, he's still a top player. So, I mean, for him to be like a bench player. That could be like 10 years in the future. I mean, you're, yeah, but he saw Jordan with the Wizards. He does actually, you know, Jordan did that. We do not want to see that with LeBron. It's hard to watch guys at the end of their career. It's hard to watch Michael Jordan clank a dunk off the back of the backboard or get crossed over by Allen Iverson. I think as a LeBron fan, people don't want to see that. Listen, LeBron has the one thing over Jordan, which is longevity. And you got to ride that until the wheels fall off. Yeah, but at a certain point, that could hurt your legacy, too. Coming up, which college football coach could be in their last year on campus? Answers might surprise you. We got that next. 855-212-4CBS. Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.